welcome to Spectral Case Files, a podcast dedicated to the world of paranormal. Join paranormal experts Carrie Lynn Shellhorn and Terry Boyd as they investigate reported hauntings and bring closure to those living and deceased. Episode 2, Up Close and Paranormal. Hi, Carrie Lynn. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm good. How are things there? Good, good. Did you have a good week? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, things were status quo around here. Not much has changed, of course, with the, with the times and stuff. But uh, anyway, um, tonight we're talking about dun, 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 how they connect with us, how spirits right. connect with us, and how we deal with it differently. You and I, hey. we could not be more polar opposite. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> and you know what? I, there's a lot of me that's jealous about that because I have, I swear, I have zero intuitive ability or whatsoever. I, I have no idea. And it's, it, I'm not going to say it's frustrating, but gee whiz, it would be nice to be able to uh, have that kind of a skill or ability, but I don't. I don't know. Sometimes it, it feels, uh, no, I'm going to retract what I was about to say. It always feels like a gift and it's always very humbling, but there are times where it just is very overwhelming physically, right? So I don't always feel like people say they would like this gift, but I don't think they would really, if they were living it 24 seven, I don't think. They well, would. I get, yeah. And a, so a question for your, from me to you would be, so how do you, how do you control that? Like the, is there boundaries and stuff? Is there like uh, areas you in your life, mm-hmm. you absolutely no contact. Is, is it, how does that work? Mm-hmm. So, um, the boundaries are super important. So I see, hear, feel, taste, and smell, which is already super sensory overload sometimes, right? And I still have to have a human existence. Like I still have to be in this moment, a mom in this moment, shopping, you know, in this moment, I'm doing these things. So I still have to, or sleeping, like, I don't want somebody's dead folks hanging out with me when I'm sleeping and I don't know and I've not invited them there. (laughs) So there's like a, you're not allowed to be in my bedroom when I'm sleeping. Meet me outside the door in the morning. If you can make coffee, that would be awesome. (laughs) You know, there have to be rules. And, And it's important because I wouldn't let people in the physical be in my space and like social distancing is helping that, but I wouldn't let you know, people in the physical be in my space that made me uncomfortable just because spirits can be in my space and that way I'm not going to allow them to do that if it makes me uncomfortable. Right, right. absolutely. And that, you know, that brings something up. Like before we go into an investigation, I don't want to get too far off topic, but before we go into investigation, a number of people use different types of protection. Uh, for myself, I, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian, so I believe in prayer. I believe in uh, those kind of things. Now I have uh, used smudging. I've used sage. I've used a number of things in the past. Um, so I guess, I mean, that would be important. That's, that's extremely important when it comes to dealing with spirits, especially when you're going into an area that you don't know. Well, for sure. And we're going into their space. So it's their home. So being respectful of them and the environment and the space. And again, no different than how you would treat a living person. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
My name is Carrie Lynn. I'm here to be your friend. I just would like to know more about you here out of respect. And then as far as protection for me, it's it's the same thing. I always ask my higher power to watch over, guide and protect and make sure that if it feels uncomfortable that they stand between me and what is uncomfortable for me. Right. Okay. Okay. So now, have you ever had an experience that was so bad that you had to get out of it? Mm. <clears throat> no. No, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask That's you a question too. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question because you've been to okay. So uh, Tate, is it Karen Tate? It's the story with um, the Manson oh, murders yeah. and. The, but you've been there, right? Well, I've been to. I've been to not that home. Um, but I have been on Cielo Drive, um, uh, Benedict, in Benedict Canyon. Uh, it's actually David Ullman's house. And um, that? he lives, a, his home is a few doors down from where the Tate murders took place. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if memory serves me right, uh, he claims that his house is haunted, correct? Mm hmm okay, okay. I agree with him. Oh, I, agree with okay. I think there's a whole lot of other things. I hope I think that there's a lot of other things that take into like factor into the why it's a, such a hot spot. Um, right. But we've had some intense experiences just at Picton Heights, and I've had the same type of intensity in regular people's homes. I think yeah. it's the land that that also and the energy that you're bringing into it, and how people are that are in the space are engaging with what is happening that either feeds it as well too, right? So I think there's lots of different, lots of different factors. But being scared of a place, um, I you know my first knee jerk reaction or my first response, which was. Um, was actually the stairs at the Kingston Mall that I can see through because there's no risers. <laughs> it's not even like a paranormal thing. It's because yeah. I'm scared of heights and I can, like I'm getting sweaty palms talking about it. Like seeing through steps, I get more scared at locations where my personal fears. I'm not necessarily scared of what I'm gonna, what's gonna go bump in the night or getting touched by something that I can't see or, you know, dark fluid shadows that might creep across the floor. I'm not scared of the growly stuff. I'm, I'm sometimes a little more scared of the people walking by the house well, <laughs> than I am of them. Well, you, you might have something there. Now you mentioned energy. Now I, I have to tell you, there have been times whenever a uh, high Ottawa jail is a good example. I went to the high Ottawa jail and as you go up the, uh, the, we spent the night, um, a group of us on uh, uh, death row and it was quite the experience. But as you walk up each stair, each group of stairs, each floor, you can feel um, there's a heaviness. It was almost like, mm -hmm. you know, someone was placing sandbags on your shoulders every time you got to a new floor. It was, um, for lack of a better term, it was like it was walking through quicksand from the bottom up. Yeah, and, it, and that, that's a real thing. Like it's yeah. it's the emotions attached to the experience and the people that linger, and right. you can physically feel it. And when I have people um, coming through in sessions uh, or at a location that have not crossed over properly, that are 
hanging around and, and lingering for whatever reasons, it feels heavy like that. I always say it feels like mud. It feels like you're trucking through something heavy. And then right. when you can correct that situation, and help them, it instantly feels lighter where you can breathe. Like in those locations where it's super heavy, as soon as you step back outside, it's like it totally lifts. Right, right. Yeah, I, and I, I've had the same experience that, uh, of course, I, I referenced Prince Edward Heights because it's, I have a love-hate relationship with that place. Uh, I love it and I hate it all at the same time because there's a lot of different kind of energies there. But whenever you're walking up towards the first building, the Craig building, it's the same thing. It's, uh, it's a heaviness. It's, and there, there have been times when, honestly, it, that those feelings and emotions change uh, from one extreme to the other, from one end of the hallway to the other end of the hallway. It's a very, very bizarre place. But the energy, you can definitely feel it. And, you know, I never had felt anything like that before I started paranormal investigations, except for mm -hmm. working at the jail. Now, right. uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of officers will tell you who work at a jail, when they walk into a unit or a range or anything like that, and the energy has shifted, things change, uh, you can usually tell that something is going to go down. And that's, that's, a, that's a real, real feeling. And a lot of officers who have put a lot of time in, they can uh, they can pick that out. They can pick it out pretty quick when something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's the energy. And just, it's hard to... That's right. And just regular people. Like when you go to a party at somebody's house, um, you can feel that energy start to dive down when people are gearing up like they're going to go home. The energy shifts in the space. It's a, yeah, it's okay. that collective feeling, right? Regardless of whether it's a good energy or a heavier energy, everybody can usually pick up something, right? It's, it's a feeling in the air that we're intuitively connected to. Right. Now, for me, I, like I said, I... A lot of my experiences has not been intuitive. I, I wish, and I'd really like to have that skill and ability sometimes. I like, disagree hey, with you. I well, I, I, I think I have I'm some calling some maybe a little tiny bullshittering. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a teeny bit, but I rely on equipment. I rely on... Uh, like well, a, I, mean, is, I appreciate that part, right? But we all have that gut feeling, or you wouldn't have felt that heaviness when you're going oh, in. Oh, no. So it's that's like that little bit that you can expand from. So everybody still has to honor that they have a good gut about something, whatever you want to call it, a vibe or an intuition, a good gut. Like we we all have it. I'm sure, like you said, when you go to jail, when you're going in for work, you know when something feels like mm, something's going to happen today. That's yeah. still your intuition. Yeah, I'm just a little bit more of a beacon. But I appreciate all the... the uh, understanding and the education and the wisdom and the knowledge that you bring to the tools yeah <laughs> well and i have to tell you the the you know it's funny because people tell you about orbs and uh orbs are you know that's a bit of a, a i'm not sure how to say it i don't want to say sketchy but it's definitely something that uh, some people look at and say 100 percent uh that is something in a picture in a video or something like that and then others will tell you, absolutely not. It's dust. It's a bug. It's whatever. So, um, what what I like and to do? It's hard because they're emotionally connected to it, and they want it to be right? something. Right. Absolutely. And that's called paradelia, right? Like it's you know people see something in something because they want it to be there. Kind of like you know you you the in maybe the a number of years ago. Yeah, in the clouds piece of toast and there's a picture of, a, you know, a loved one or something. And, and it's, a, it's a real thing because their mind really wants it to be there. So what I like to do I is... I really want Johnny Cash on a piece of toast. 
Oh, I'm, I would love that. Well, I've, I've, I've <laughs> I would have to Johnny Cash's face on a piece of toast. <laughs> Man, I have no idea where to go with that. Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> if we can make that happen, I'm totally posting a picture. I'm going to see if we can make that happen. But it's, but I agree with you. Like people, they look for it because they want it, and we and we look for faces because it feels comfortable. So people tend to see those faces because it's the first thing that they're looking for, and it makes them comfortable, right? Which is why we record everything, right? So for us, if we, uh, and I mean, we've been in situations where I've seen, uh, you know, what appeared to be an orb uh, in a in a frame or, but at the same time, we, we're using uh, the recorder and there's an EVP and there's a voice uh, at the same time. So um, then I can, I mean, that's more evidence towards something possibly could be happening that's paranormal. So I, I, I like to have those things together. Um, I like the K2 meter. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, it's an EMF reader. It's an electromagnetic field reader. And basically, you know, for those who don't know, it's just a, it's a green to red scale on a small, about five inch uh, long uh, rectangular item. And it reads electromagnetic fields. It, it really does. It'll read a cell phone. It'll read the uh, electromagnetic fields in, in your home, something like that. So whenever uh, something is communicating or reaching out or, or establishing contact by touching the EMF, it'll go off. So and having more than one piece of equipment pick up the information at a time, right? Absolutely. And you know, I can give an example of, I mean, I like the EMF. I like the K2 meter. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, and the, I did an investigation with uh, the other side, for, uh, the TV show on APTN. And uh, one of the, I mean, there's three days that we did the show, but it was cut to 22 minutes for the actual show. But a lot of the footage was cut out. And one part of that footage was upstairs in the third floor at the Craig building where the infirmary was. Now, we were standing there. And uh, maybe maybe you're right. Uh, maybe there's something, maybe have a little sliver of something that's intuitive. But my left side, <laughs> my left arm was very cold. Right. And, uh, it felt like... Um, the best way to describe it, there was like spider webs, spiders crawling on my arm. It's cold. Oh, right. So yeah, uh, I don't like when that happens. Well, and it, it creeps was a little me different out. For me because I was watching everybody else, and all of a sudden it was, you know. So I, I said to uh, um, one of the hosts, I said, uh, "My left arm is totally cold. Uh, cold. Now my my nose started running. Like mm -hmm. I never had. I thought I had a bloody nose, and I was all embarrassed in uh, the." Cameraman handed me a bunch of Kleenex and everything else. I'm, I'm wiping my nose, wondering what is going on. So they put the K2 meter over by my arm, and uh, I went off. It went right to red. So, I mean, uh, I'm definitely not... So you got touched. Well, I believe I did. So, and then we started asking questions. And one of the reasons why I like the K2 meter is, you know, that field can, can come and go, depending on whether it's being touched or not. Mm. So uh, we asked if there's anybody here. Um, touch this device, uh, and and it did. It went off. Um, are you? Did you want to talk to Terry? It went off again as a, as a yes. So there was a couple questions that uh, we had asked, and we got yes and no uh, answers uh, from that. And uh, she even spelled out her name. Now I have to tell you, this is using the K two meters, right? Like yeah. they can spell out the name because they'll stop at a certain letter and yeah. make it go off, right? And I have to tell you, this, I mean, this part kind of spooked me a little bit because um, the host, she said, um, uh, will you spell your name for me? And uh, the answer was yes. So the K2 meter is by my arm. 
And uh, so it was, she, she said, I'm going to spell out the letters, just like you said. When it gets to a letter that's uh, in your name, touch the device. So right. it's B, C, all the way to L. Touch the device, it went off. So we said L. Next letter was U. And the next was letter C. Now, I'm thinking, mm, what, what could possibly, I'm thinking, holy cow. If the next letter is I and then F and it's like Lucifer, I'm running down these stairs. As fast as <laughs> That's it's, your upbringing religious stuff. Right? right? Absolutely. 100%. I have to tell you, all of a sudden, like, I, my whole body froze, but that wasn't because of anything other than the fact that I was scared to death. So I went to letter, Lucy first in my head. Well, I know. <laughs> That's because you're probably normal. So it went past the I, went right down know. to the Y. And it's, uh, it went to Lucy. And then how old are you? Are you over 40? Over 40. Are you looking for someone? Yes. So, and then she was gone. Yeah. And, she was gone. and uh, that was, that was very unique. We got all on camera and we got all recorded. So it was, it was nice to have all those pieces of information. I mean, there was a personal experience. There was the K2 meter. There was the recording. So it was all, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. It was a good experience. Yeah. I have um, certainly lots of, of clients will send me videos of, of orbs. It's really hard to let people down as well to write in a nice way if you're not feeling that it's something there. But I have to admit there's some videos that I've got and, and there's just no way that it can move in the direction that it's moving. It doesn't look like moisture. It doesn't look like a bug. It doesn't look like dust. No one's right. moving around. Like It, it has yeah. something that's legit. So there are times where it's, it's legit. And that whole being touched thing, for me, I can physically feel fingers wrapping around and it is that freezing cold feel, but it's physical fingers. It feels like there's weight and pressure to it. And that's when I know for sure that there's like mm, things that will move or knocks that will happen, that there's other, 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 experiences and phenomena that will happen around that when they can physically touch right okay. i've started using i never it's only been since meeting you terry <laughs> <laughs> this, this influence with the gadget stuff and i and so i've started doing when i do the the uh, victorian seances at home um, I've started setting up the equipment at home and, and I'm loving it because the clients that come for this seance, even though I didn't, I, I know that they're trusting me to do my job or they wouldn't come and, and allow me to do that. But to have equipment that's um, responding at the same time as the information that I'm giving. So they have two different sides, like the left brain scientific side with the equipment going off at the same time I'm giving a message. And it's, it's very, it's compelling when that okay. happens. Right. And uh, the one that I use all the time, um, which I'm really loving is the, uh, the paratine. Did we talk about this last week? No. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to do my little plug now for the paratine. Okay, so it's the paraforce, it's paraforce paratine. And it sounds like those creepy old music boxes. 
Okay. So you have to literally be standing in front of it within a two feet space okay. and it starts the music to, you know, like the little round thing with the knobs on it and the tines run over it. So then the music plays. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be directly in front of it in order for that music to go off and for that to start to play. So when I do the seances, I set up an extra chair at the end of the table with a paratune facing that way and a K2 meter. And I invite them to come sit at the table with us and it goes off. K2 meter goes off. I say, thanks so much. Can you step away from the table? So it will shut off and it stops on just like an intelligent response. Right. Okay. So I want to make sure I got this right. So it's like a little music box, like a little tiny music box. So when it, if, if, if something encroaches on the two feet, around it it's going to start making music yeah and you have to be directly in front not even on the corners of it not off to the side directly in front of it okay so no i gotta tell you if if i saw that happening i would that's definitely a creepy factor for me especially if it's playing little timey music right yeah right it adds to like the victorian seance feel i have to say which i i love creepy moody stuff so yeah yeah very good excellent now, what do you think of the ovulus? Have you used it yet? I I don't, well, no. I've been around, like I've been on investigations and, and with people who are using the ovulus, but I don't have one in particular. So I, I like it. Um, and again, for me, it's usually, it's almost like a, a 30 to 40 second delay. I feel something, see, hear, feel something energetically for myself and uh, then the ovulus picks something up. So okay. I find it's still validating. It's validating for me. I, I don't find uh, when the words spit out of whatever equipment that it is, I don't find that creepy. I love when that stuff happens. Okay. So, and for those who don't know, the ovulus is, uh, it's, a, it's a little square box and it's uh, basically, it's a word generator that um, is uh, meant to take the environment around it uh, if there's spirits present, that will manipulate the environment to make words coming out of this. So basically, uh, you're going to hear this uh, it's a mechanical voice for the most part, um, something like uh, tomorrow or words like that. Um, and then you string a bunch of words together and it's supposed to make some sort of sense. Now, I've had a couple experiences where it's worked out, but I've had more experiences where it hasn't worked out. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm iffy on it. I really have to be honest. I'm I, I, I would go to the K2 meter and the EVP um, before uh, before the ovulus, but I mean, um, and the spare box. I like the I like the SB7. I like the SB11, which you have. I love it. I'm a big fan. And and it's I mean it goes through AM channels, FM channels, and it just it's crazy fast and it gets the words out quick uh, or any kind of option or or potential words out quick. Um, and I've heard it and I've seen you with it and it's, I haven't used the SB 11. I've used the SB seven a number of times. That SB 11 looks fantastic. Yeah, I really, I, I really am a fan for sure. And, and my and kids, right? Like the kids are pretty, because they're not necessarily having the same type of experiences as I am. So my kids like having the gadgets around if I'm picking up something to turn them on and just see what happens. And the kids that's the, they don't like the paratune. It creeps them out. The music creeps them out yeah. as well too, but but they're <laughs> all about the SB11. They, they yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I like it. 
Now, and uh, I mentioned last uh, last podcast about the the young girl uh, who was speaking through the the spirit box. Uh, Avalyn was her name. She was six years old. She told us her age. It was really good. That's the SB seven. I can't wait to get the SB eleven. So uh, I I'm just see if I can. Uh, the the problem with this whole pandemic. I drink a little more than I normally do, and I also online shop a little bit more than what I do. So today I've been going. Is it crazy? I know. Yeah. The SB11 is on my list, <laughs> and once I, uh, you know, get to uh, the couch tonight, I think I'm going to uh, order one up. I'm really excited about it. Now I I have um, now there's for those who don't know the EVPs they come through in recordings, right? So basically, whenever you go through an investigation, or even whenever you're doing your seances or anything like that, we record it all. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. in the background you can hear voices, and sometimes uh, I mean there's there's four different types of, of uh, classes for voices, right? For EVPs, there's uh, the class A, which is the most audible, and and um, you know is it more I mean, than one word? I'm getting educated right now too because yeah. I don't really know what those four classes are, so I'm be. learning. It can be so it, it's typically one word or a couple words of phrase, but the class A means that you can hear it. So and we've had those. Um, and a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I have one here. I'll play it, see if it'll pick up uh, for the podcast on the mic. But um, and the class B is is less audible. Uh, some people hear it, some people won't. Class C is you need your headphones to hear it. And uh, the last one is um, class R, which is reverse. And I've only had one situation where there's been an EVP where we reversed it, and it was a female voice saying thank you. Shush. Yes, I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah, I know. So you play it in reverse. Yes. Oh, yeah. But they're can... seeing it in reverse? That's crazy. 100%. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. We're listening to it. was like... See, that's uh, the kind uh, of stuff I love. I want that uh, at every event that I do. I want a yeah. Coke can to move across the table, the lights flicker, and someone yell, I'm here. <laughs> and if they did it backwards, love it. <laughs> it, is, it is so interesting because we sat on that one for about two weeks going, uh, it sounds like somebody with an accent and... Uh, anyway, we, we and then uh, we just got the idea. You know what? Let's play it backwards. See if that's if we're dealing with the class R. So we played yeah. it backwards, and it was very clearly a woman saying thank you. So what and about I, footsteps? Like when you're recording, like footsteps, knocks, whistling. So it's not actually a word because I've had that happen during sessions. Like yeah. people record their sessions. Every session is recorded. And I have people email after going, oh my gosh, do you hear what I'm hearing? Right. And there's something extra, extra besides me giving them messages. I, you know, and I got a question about that. So I, I have my own theory on it, but you know, we've been to investigations where we hear people walking down the hall. We hear somebody banging above us, uh, clearly making noise. But if it's a spirit who's typically not making noise, why are they making noise? What is it about what is it about a spirit that makes him come towards you and make the noise of footsteps? Why? Yeah. What is the purpose? Now, I have my own theories on it. What do you think? About why they show up? Yeah, why they're making noise. They don't have to make noise. They don't have oh. to be making footsteps, right? They don't have to be coming towards you. I have my theory. I've, Are they coming closer to us? Right, right. Like I think that it's wanting to be noticed and to be heard and to be seen. I think it's purposeful. Yeah, I and agree. sometimes I think it's a hide and seek game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had those guys, right? We've yeah. had them ducking in and out of rooms. 
But yeah, I agree. I, I think there's only two reasons why. One would be that they're trying to scare you or they're letting you know and giving you a heads up. I'm on my way over because there's I'm really so no... much. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean uh, to. Yeah, no, you're fine. I think uh, there's no I can't think of any other reason why they make noise and they don't have to. That's right. Yeah. And I'm like a dog with a bone. Oh, there's a noise. Here I go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. the exact opposite. If they're trying to scare me away, I'm like running towards. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't scare me at all. And the I, the foot the footsteps one, I um, I did an investigation um above an auto shop, an auto body shop that had uh, a music uh, recording studio above oh. it, and so it's all soundproof and. Uh, there's carpeting actually on the floor. So upstairs after hours, nobody in the building, uh, nobody in this carpeted room. And, um, and on the recording, you can hear clear footsteps, about five of them walking towards me. And I had the recorder on a stool. I wasn't holding it. So right. it's not like there was movement. Um, it was sat on the stool beside me. And it sounds like footsteps on a hardwood floor. And it was wow. a carpeted soundproofed room. Wow. Like, and I really feel it was because they wanted to engage more in the conversation and how we were trying to get more information and to know this guy better. So I just think he walked in closer, right? And that would be an example of intelligent contact, uh, you know, uh, rather than residual, where, mm -hmm. you know, and we've been to those places where, you know, you hear like a clanging in the background or, you know, probably the best example, I think, is Gettysburg. You know, you have uh, people see this one guy crossing the road and it's all over YouTube all the time. But yeah, and then, yes. you know, the next night it's the same guy walking the same pattern over and over again. Uh, that would yeah. be residual. But it's just, so just an I, imprint, right? An imprint right. of an experience. Yeah, right. Like a, almost like a recording in time. Now, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and play this EVP. You will remember this because it was uh, we were there together. And yep. I'll see if it'll I'll see if it'll work. It's coming from my phone. So. You're going to have to bear with me. Are you somebody different? No. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. I thought I heard, get out of here. I heard something. There it is. Did you hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, do, I'll play it again. Are you somebody different? No. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. I thought I heard, get out of here something yeah so and i we, liked that humming yeah when remember when it was on the other floor yes now and that was um we determined that song because we looked it up so um you're talking about that uh, woman who was like a humming singing kind of lilt and it was yeah. like for it had to be going on for an hour on and off for an hour right yeah and so uh, to me that was residual because it didn't feel like it was responding Right. But this EVP, did you guys, did, did you hear it okay? Could you hear it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we were on the top floor, that staircase now, and this is the area where, you know, somebody had uh, was uh, uh, reported to have hung themselves. This is by the infirmary where there was a lot of people who were sick, who were ill and who had passed there. Um, but there was absolutely nobody in that building. There was nothing in that building uh, that would have caused that kind of, um, uh, that kind of noise. Now, what had happened was we heard somebody banging downstairs like a, and I looked yeah. over the railing and I said, uh, 
I, I can't remember what I said. I said something like, uh, whoever's there, don't be afraid, uh, something like that. And then I said, uh, uh, I thought, I can't remember what I said, but then I said, is it someone else? And then we heard this voice, and it's not very good on that, but and, and with headphones, not as much better. Um, get out of here. And in my mind, it was very clear it was get out of here, which brings to mind a question, and, and you've already answered that. Um, we're in their space. Mm-hmm. Right? We're in their space. So, I mean, she didn't sound too comfortable. I, I, I assume it was, uh, it sounded like a female voice to me. She didn't sound too comfortable. And, um, mm-hmm. oh, no. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, I mean, that's an example of a class A, right? That's a class A, uh, uh, EVP where, you know, we heard the voice and they heard the, the one woman there respond and, or answer to it and said, uh, I thought I, did you hear that? I thought I heard somebody say, get out of here. So interesting. it even freaks me out. Like, because most of the time I'll hear the words inside my head, not outside, like, right. I'm hearing your voice. So when it's breathy and it's right over your shoulder in your ear, that's unnerving. Like it's unnerving yeah. when you hear that right outside of your outside of your ear. Um, yeah. And it can be very loud. They're loud when and imagine the amount of energy it takes for them to get there, right? right. To yeah. express it loud enough for us to hear it and pick it up. Now. I've been to Moundsville Penitentiary in um, uh, West Virginia, East Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, we did an investigation there. And we went into what was called uh, the Honey Shack, and that's an area where they had uh, back in the day. I mean, this jail is famous because it had Old Sparky, and you know they talk about Old Sparky, the electric chair on the Green Mile, and all those other places. But oh, this right, actually, right. This is actually where this electric chair was was kept. They had electrocuted over a hundred people in that chair that they know of and they, they weren't even clear on how many people have passed in that jail. So <clears throat> we were in uh, the honey shack, which is uh, basically it's a basement. that's pretty dirty. Uh, there's not much going on there. And there was a group of probably eight of us. Uh, there's nobody else in that building, in that whole area, in the facility at all. And uh, we went into this honey shack and we went lights out and we stood in a circle and, um, you know, the question wasn't anybody here wants to talk to us. So we're here as friends. We're here to communicate. Uh, is there anybody who is willing to talk to us? And in the corner, Carrie Lynn, about probably 20 feet away, there was a very clear whistling noise. Now, it wasn't just like a you know, whistling noise like it's a bird or a whistling noise like somebody mm-hmm. said. It was a tune. And it went on for probably a good four or five seconds. And... I've had those moments and we've all had those moments where the hair in the back here, this is one of them. And we all kind of stood there going, what on earth just happened? So uh, we whistled back and it whistled back again. So there was nobody in that corner. There's absolutely nobody there. I call that truth bumps. Like you call it, instead of calling it goosebumps, call it truth bumps because it's a real thing. And then it starts to, you know, um, adjust in your head and shift how you think things because we can dismiss goosebumps easily. But if we say truth bumps, then it starts, we start owning it. Like we're right. claiming it as a truth because it was a real freaking thing. Right. right yeah. Truth bumps. So yeah. I love it. Whistled back. And then what happened? Well, what adds to it is, so we got a whistle back and then it was, it was gone. But the thing about whistling in jail is it's not allowed. You can't whistle in jail. And that really? comes back. Yeah. Which is what added to this because 
uh, years ago. Now, my understanding is uh, somebody could correct me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's bang on. Um, they used to, the, the guards, and of course, this is a different time, of course, uh, used to whistle when they went to get a guy for the electric chair or anything else. They used to whistle uh, the song, Whistle While You Work. You know, the, the Seven Dwarfs mm-hmm. song. Uh, so it became real taboo after a while to, to whistle in a jail. So you won't hear whistling in a jail. It's just not done. But I find it, it doesn't matter how many people go to a specific location. It depends on what the spirits want to do that day, what people are there, what energy they're bringing in. Like it's always going to be different factors as to what's going to happen, what the experiences are going to be. They may like having a female in there over a guy. They may like a guy who's tends to be a little more scared or over somebody who's like all buff, you know, like they'll react and interact with people differently. Right. Right. And that was one of the things that now, because I, I, I typically have a very short haircut, a military style haircut. Um, whenever you look we, very much like a correctional officer, just saying. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever, oh yeah, you look your role. And Prince Edward Heights, it wasn't just you know it, it, it was in uh, the sixties, seventies, or maybe in the fifties when it switched over to uh, a facility. Sorry, seventies. Um, it was. Um, then it actually switched over to a place for uh, for people with mental health issues or physical disabilities, that kind of idea. But yeah. before then, uh, back in uh, World uh, World War II, it was a gunnery range. It was uh, they had it was military. It was owned by the British uh, or it was operated by the British uh, forces. So they had all sorts of military people in there. So they've had a lot of military stuff happening there. So whenever that Lucy approach mm-hmm. us one of the questions was or approach me one of the questions was does terry remind you of somebody and the answer was yes so and i i think maybe the military type cut that kind of idea but it's interesting you're right i mean sometimes depending on who it is uh that spirit will attach right to them. even yeah. even the cadence of a voice like the tone of a voice or how you're approaching um yeah can affect the results that you get depending on the type of or what that person in spirits experience was when they were living right, right. You, you know how the, how they're going to interact yeah okay I can, yeah i can see that mm-hmm. I, I i see it anyway when when we're working and even for me with um you know, doing sessions for people, people that have had a traumatic passing or they've chose to pass some or addictions, if they had addictions, right. it, it has that heavy feel to it at the beginning. And, and I always um, am quite forward with with clients and I'll say, I think they're checking me out. Right. So we're just going to let them lead for a little bit. And I think once they see that I'm not holding judgment or opinion against them, that I'm only here to help and be that in-between person for you and them, then the information is going to flow super fast because I'll get snippets. It's like getting the Coles Notes version. And then once they see that I'm paying attention to them in the way that they're wanting it, then the information flow is really easy. So I think they, they check us out to make sure that they can trust us or whatever, right? Like... I think that that plays a part in it. I agree. 
And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I have this love-hate relationship with the Heights, because it's, um, I, I, I don't think I've ever had an experience where I didn't have something happen there. And it's because of the familiarity. And, uh, and, that, and again, that brings up the questions like, okay, so I mean, there's an intelligent spirit, like whenever uh, the Avalyn, Avalyn the, the young girl, she remembered our names. Right, she and she repeated them back through the spirit box, and it, it is something else when you hear your own name being spoken mm-hmm. back to you through the spirit box. Um, and it, you know, the funny thing is, people will say, and there's, I mean, there are people who are are for the the SB seven, SB eleven, that kind of idea, and those who are against, of course, are skeptical about it. But I have to tell you, there was two of us there, and we heard both our names coming back. So the the odds of that happening you know, where there's a radio station or whatever playing my name uh, and playing the same person's, the other person's name at the same time is unlikely. So it's, right. it's, it's pretty neat. Um, but, you know, going back and forth to the heights, it was like they remembered you and I yeah. whenever we were there before. Well, and what, what happens or how I relate it, it's like dial up a friend. You know, we're going to have this conversation again. So they remember. And for me, when I go to certain locations more than once, they will start popping in sometimes days ahead of time where I have to kind of tune them out. And then usually on a drive to a location, I'll open up and say, okay, you know, open for business. If you want to give me some info before I arrive, now's the time. And you know, a lot of times I end up pulling over, like I'll, I'll pull over because most times I'm by myself when I'm, right. you know, traveling out of town. So then I pull over and I do a whole lot of automatic writing and what right. they're giving me. So by the time I get to a location, I have a feel of, even if, you know, even if I hadn't been there before, right. Then it gives me right. an, an idea of where to start. Right. Now it, it's interesting. I, um, and this just brings the back, uh, you know, a couple things are bringing back a memory for me. Um, did an investigation, and I took uh, a group of people, uh, and it was two buildings. We had to go from one building to the other. Uh, the first building, there was nothing happening. But you could see at the end of the hall, it looked like, and we talked about this like a black on black. It was kind of like a, there, it looked mm-hmm. like, it looked like somebody, a number of people were walking around and mingling in the bottom of this hallway. Now, I went down to the end of the hallway, and it stopped. So I went back. Now, the people I was with, um, the one uh, young lady was a nurse. Great lady. And uh, she was really, I mean, she was really taken aback by it. Now, when we, and this is, I mean, this is almost like a horror horror movie, whatever, just the way things were, were developing. But we went for, we left one building because it was getting uncomfortable for everybody. The energy was just very negative. It, it was not a good feeling. So we left. We said, you know what? And I said, let's go. We'll go to the next building and, and uh, we'll go from there. And um, we, when we went out, there was uh, somebody who had uh, a number of dogs who lived in the area. You wouldn't know it, except for this time, uh, when we're going from one building to the other, four dogs came up to us and they were like surrounding us. Not in a bad way. Like they just wanted to be petted, that kind of idea, but we hadn't seen that before. So it was, it kind of added to the whole uh, mystique of what was happening because it looked like, and, and of course people see what they want to see, that kind of idea. And it could be um, my own imagination playing away, uh, playing with me, but it appeared that the dogs are kind of stopping us from going to the next building. Right. Now, there are those who will say, oh, you're crazy, that kind of idea. And maybe, 
may, may be right, but it definitely it definitely did feel that way for me. And the young nurse who was having the experience in the she collapsed on the ground and went into a full panic attack. She said, "I can't go in that building. I, I gotta go. I gotta go." Now, for some people, that's that is their own their own feelings, their own issues, their own concerns, or you know, panic attack, that kind of idea. Or is it the energy level that was felt in the building, uh, first building, then the second, and the whole circumstances? But whatever it was, it was it was a solid no from all of us that, that we were done. It just everything just seemed to be that's we this is cutting short. We're done here. We're done. yeah. And you know that's a good topic for us to talk about is how spirits can affect us. Can right. they? you know, take over and can they, how do they intrude on us if we're not mindful in well, certain places, right? That'll be a good podcast. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I look forward to that. And it's already like, you know, trying to hold back all the stories, but, but mm-hmm. certainly they can overwhelm us with emotions and they can um, become oppressive that way in, in a space until they get what they want, which is for us to leave. Right. 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 And, you know, we have we do ask those questions. You know, if you if you want us to leave, let us know you're here. Give us a knock. And and, uh, we've had those knocks or we've had those those voices. You can hear somebody actually an EVP saying, get out. We've had those. And and we do. We respect that. We leave. Um, There's been times and we've already talked about the Sarge that, uh, you know, he's he's very adamant that he doesn't want us in there. And that's a guy that remembers this for sure, because he doesn't like, I don't know, I think he, I don't know if he likes you very much, but I know he sure doesn't like me, but, um, and he'll interact with me, but it's, I, I really feel, um, each person brings their personal experience to it as well. And so I've had my fair share of men want to be intimidating in a not nice way. Right. Right. And before how I reacted to it and how I react to it now um, is so totally different. And now I have more um, an empowered approach to it and not going to be a bully and I'm going to stand up against you. So he, I don't find he he gets in my face, but there's a weird, I think, respect for me out of that, you know, because he doesn't, he doesn't, the because I remember the very first time I had to deal with him he made me so sick to my stomach I thought I was gonna hurl and my chest hurt like I was gonna have a heart attack it was bad and then as soon as I told him in my head um back to f-bomb up then he then he backed up a little bit so I could feel him differently so you know I think that it goes to a bigger conversation that we certainly can expand on um, is how do they, how do they know that information? How do they access that collective information to what somebody's fears may be that are going to be there? Right. Right. And how does that affect an investigation? Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You're right. You're right. We unpack our own stuff and pack it all at the same time. Right. Bring it with us and taking it away at the same time. Now, whenever um, I, Again, whenever I go into an investigation, same as you, we have our own process for uh, uh, protecting ourselves in terms of spirits. And then whenever we yeah. leave, we have that same conversation, that same uh, uh, process. Uh, and yeah. we are directing these spirits to not come with us, to stay where they are. That's and, right. um, uh, and the 
the authority to do so is, is either with um, the belief that you have or uh, you know with the names and stuff that you use that kind of idea um, and I find that's a real good way to end I find that it for sure you can feel that I don't want to I'm not sure how to other other how to say other than to say it's almost like it's chops it well it's done and whenever you leave well, there, you feel good about it Exactly. And it doesn't matter, like for me, whether it's a session, an event, a class, an investigation, there's an opening where you're saying, okay, now you can be engaged with me. Here's the boundaries and the rules and how I'm willing to engage with you. And then at the end, it's saying, okay, now we're done. It's closed. We're done. We're ending it. And I'm always, thank you very much. You know, I, I thank you for letting me connect with you. Thank you for letting me be in your space. Thank you for sharing whatever you're going to share and go. <laughs> and thank you very much. Don't come home. Don't be with me. Don't stay. <laughs> and that's, you know that, what? That's, that's the end that, that ties into yet another topic we're going to talk about on our podcast about, you know, is something following you home? Did it follow you home? Has it? Could it? Yeah. That kind of idea. Those questions are, are pretty awesome. For sure. And uh, I, would, know. I would love to know if any of our listeners um, have equipment. Do they have a favorite piece of equipment that they want to write in to share with us? Right. Excellent. You know, and their experience. An with experience it. with it. Please don't send us orbs. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind be orbs. prepared for the orb conversation not to go in your favor <laughs> uh, but you can got, send the orb picture but be prepared it may be moisture now for and i mean if anybody has any uh, concerns issues and stuff that they have going on feel free to reach out to us i mean that's what we're here for now um the next couple of weeks for us carrie lynn pretty are look pretty good we got a couple uh um, potential um, investigations now for us um we'll see how that goes um but obviously the whole social distancing and making that work uh, so keep in touch we'll let you know how that goes uh anyway we're going to wrap up and you can reach out how can they send us their pictures oh yeah Send us their pictures, um, write us, do whatever you want. Uh, it's at Spectral Case Files, Facebook and Twitter, spectralcasefiles at gmail.com. So the one more time, that's at, at Spectral Case Files, Facebook and Twitter, spectralcasefiles at gmail.com. Don't be afraid. And yeah, absolutely send those pictures. Send whatever you got and uh, you have any ideas or things you'd like to send us and do that too. Carrie Lynn, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, have a good week, Terry. I'll talk to you later on. Okay, take care.